the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt. Our podcast is sponsored by Alliance Defending Freedom. ADF provides help at no cost to those whose liberty is being violated, but they can't do it without your help. Call 800-691-8969. That's 800-691-8969. Or visit townhallreview.com. Joined now by David Cortman of Alliance Defending Freedom. Alliance Defending Freedom, ADF, is the country's preeminent leading defender of religious liberty. David is one of my favorite guests. Good morning, David. How, how fares the Cortman family and the larger Alliance Defending Freedom family? Everyone's doing well. We are uh, all working remotely uh, and video most days, but everyone's healthy. How about you all? Good, good, good. In the Salem community, as far as I know, everybody is fine. David, I've got two subjects with you. First, there's been a lot of discrimination against churches. I almost uh, reflexive knee-jerk will pick on the churches. I'd like your update on that. And number two, the Paycheck Protection Plan applies to not-for-profits and faith communities are included within that. I want you to, to just clearly state for the audience the truth or falseness of that. I believe it's true. Let's start with the religious liberty issues. Yeah, it's remarkable how busy we are um, because of that exact issue where we have these stay-at-home orders throughout the country, you know, east coast to west, north and south. Uh, We filed several cases and even having to file uh, emergency motions, what are called temporary restraining orders, for the court to stop these governments from saying, look, you can gather at certain places. In fact, in in one of the cases, um, and it's interesting, where the order said you can go to restaurants and you can go to bars, but you can't go to church. And so that's the kind of stuff that we're seeing in, in various places. Now, I have no idea what the larger reason for that is. But the practical consequence is if groups are allowed to meet or any any set of rules that is applied to A must be equally applied to B, B being every subset of religious communities. Well, that's exactly right. And what's interesting about that is is, is churches that have several specific constitutional rights for them are being treated worse than other types of commercial establishments that don't have any specific constitutional rights. And so it's being turned on on its head. And that's what we're looking at. What are you allowing across the board? Because if you're saying, look, you can't get in groups of more than 10, okay, fine. But you're saying you have to have groups of less than 10, except for what you'll see as essential businesses. And then there's 30, 40, 50 lists, but not the church. And I think that's the mistake uh, that these officials are making. Now, I noticed that the district court, federal district court in, in Kentucky struck down the ridiculous order of the mayor in Louisville. Is that being appealed? Do we have a Supreme Court case that's going to come out of this? Is the Department of Justice getting involved anywhere? Yeah, and it, what's interesting, we just got um, uh, an order out, of, out of, of Kansas with a temporary restraining order saying something similar. Look, if you're going to have these rules in place, you can't treat churches and religious organizations worse. And I imagine some of them will appeal. Um, they have not been yet. I would be surprised if one of these cases through this COVID response does not end up at the Supreme Court, because there are weighty issues here, not only for now and for the practice of constitutional rights, but what about the future when they look back and said, well, we did this before, so we're going to do it again. 
Uh, so I, I think one of them definitely will go up. Yeah, I just I just see a lot of anti-Christian bias. I really do. Now, David, I also see a lot of the culture of establishment clause uh, idiocy, that that deep poison in the well of understanding of constitutional rights, holding back some banks from funding PPP applications from fab, uh, church communities, faith communities. They're the invisible safety net and they can't get these loans. Is there any reason why they should not be in line on an equal basis with any other small business that qualifies? No, as a matter of fact, the Supreme Court for years, and especially as of late, has specifically said um, just to discriminate against religious organizations and general government programs not only violates the Constitution, but the court has said it's odious to the Constitution. And I think that's what people need to understand, because they try to say, well, you know, look, they're specifically funding religion. No, what they're funding is the economy. They're funding uh, private organizations and not-for-profits and businesses across the board. And that's what makes it constitutional, because if it's an even benefit, you can't say, well, we're going to give this to everyone to make sure they're not for profit survives, but we're going to exclude it from religious organization. That actually violates the Constitution. David, when the dust clears and we reopen, I think there's going to be a lot of accounts settled with banks that turned away churches. I think it would be wise for every bank to make sure that every 10th application is a not for profit in the faith community. Have you received any asks for intervention yet in what appears to be discrimination of the sort that we used to test via you know, housing discrimination? We had uh, rent knockers uh, last minute to you. How are we going to protect against discrimination by these banks against uh, religious organizations? Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what we need. And, and we've been we've been working hard on all the stay at home orders and all the churches and religious organizations being able to meet, whether it's through drive in services or live streaming. But in these situations, you know, people should call us if there's a religious organization or a church that's been denied from the SBA or actually they're probably being denied from the local bank who doesn't yep. understand the rules because the SBA actually issued rules saying that you have to let religious organizations participate, they should contact Elias for Pension Freedom because we are there to help with those cases. And I, I agree with you. It's very important they do so. David Cortman, it is always good to talk. I know you guys are working hard. Alliance Defending Freedom is protecting the religious liberty of every faith community in the America. Not just Christian, not just evangelical, not just Catholic. Every faith community in America is protected by ADF. They do such great work. Uh, and they're going to save the First Amendment in the course of this, even as lots of petty dictators just find it an occasion to vent their anti-Christian bias, not with the ADF around. Thank you, David Corbin. Thanks to everyone on your team. Hey, thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt. Our podcast is sponsored by Alliance Defending Freedom. ADF provides help at no cost to those whose liberty is being violated, but they can't do it without your help. Call 800-691-8969. That's 800-691-8969. Or visit townhallreview.com. This is Lon Chen of the Hoover Institution for townhall.com. President Trump should be applauded for his decision to halt funding to the World Health Organization while the administration reviews the group's response to the coronavirus pandemic. You and I, the U.S. taxpayers, write a $400 million blank check to the WHO each year. It's an organization that is broken and long overdue for fundamental reform. In its handling of the coronavirus pandemic, the WHO has demonstrated that it puts politics over public health. During the critical weeks and months when the virus began its spread in China and then around the world, the WHO seemed more interested in playing politics, deferring to China, rather than taking the actions that could have saved lives around the world. 
We should not waste this opportunity to bring about the lasting positive changes that will ultimately save lives and improve public health, not just here, but around the world as well. I'm Lon He Chen. ADF, fighting for those whose religious freedom is being violated.